0: We all know you need to judge a book by more than its cover. But when it comes to your website design, site visitors are doing just that. If your design isn't on point, it might just bounce and never come back. But great website design is about more than looks. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how you can create a site that looks great and entices visitors to take action and eventually convert into customers. Are you a startup founder or CMO trying to grow your brand? There's good news. You're not the first. Our growth team is committed to learning and earning the skills and strategies high growth companies have used to build their businesses. And now we're sharing them with you. Welcome to Growth Team Radio. All right. Welcome to Growth Team Radio. I am your host today, Chris Dubois, CEO at Lean Labs. And I am joined today by Christian Teichner, who I believe is a designer, but he also does like development and tells me when I'm wrong in my marketing and all of these other things. So um, international man of mystery. Uh, welcome to the show, Chris.
1: Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, today we are talking uh, website design, but we're going beyond aesthetics. We're going to talk conversions and everything, um, how we can make great websites even better. So they're actually converting and not just you know, actually, uh, nice, uh, looking pretty. So yeah. Yeah. So the first thing we want to do though, is actually talk about you, get some bit of your background. Um, how did you actually get into website design?
1: Right. And that, that was a very long time ago. So, um, since I can remember, I was always fascinated by computers. And I grew up in the 80s and 90s in Timisoara, Romania, one of the bigger cities in, in the country. And back then, like computers weren't really a thing. And uh, yeah, I've always been fascinated uh, by computers and what you can do with them. But we did not have access to internet until like 1996 or something like that. I mean, it was available from '92, but only for universities and not. It wasn't commercially available. So, my my first computer was a uh, cheap 03, which is uh, pretty much a clone of a uh, ZX Spectrum. If you remember those, uh, you don't think you do? <laughs> nope those were those, those were from like the 90s uh, I don't know 85 something like that so they, they were running on tapes and anyway so that was the first thing I used in terms of programming so I started as well I haven't started as a developer but I started with programming um, I wrote the first lines of code when I was nine years old on on this thing it was running a programming language called basic. Um, yeah, as I said, you did not have access to internet. You did not have m- too many resources. So if you wanted to learn something, mm-hmm. you had to get like all those books and resources and magazines, which had like snippets of code. You you So basically, because you, there was no way to like, copy paste, right? So you had to look at the magazine and you had mm-hmm. to type everything in. And that thing had absolutely no memory. So if you turn it off, it's gone. Um, it runs on uh, cassettes. If you remember those, like you know, old school tape. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's uh, pretty much what what got me into computers. Like, fast forward, I built my first website in 1998. Um, that was just uh, something for me and for friends, and uh, wasn't wasn't anything serious. And but it it gave me a good. Um, starting point in learning what html was what javascript is and well in 1998 we had some internet and uh well it was a lot of trial and error you you just copy things and try to add snowflakes on a website and see if it works you know um right. and yeah that that's how i got started but the first website that i did for a client, like someone who was actually willing and eventually paid me, uh, was uh, back in 2000. So that was like 23 years ago. Yeah. All right. So at
0: nine years old, you were writing code. Well, at nine years old, I was outside, probably getting lost in in the woods and banging rocks together to see what would happen.
1: Um, I was doing the same thing, but... <laughs> probably yeah, explaining like, why.
0: Yeah. yeah, falling
1: down <laughs> trees and trying to, yeah. you know, like... I. I did not grow up with, with computers. Um, this thing was a computer that wasn't even mine. A friend of like someone from, from school, from primary school yeah. had it. And I, I could borrow it for like two weeks every, I don't know, six weeks or so. And uh, yeah, we, we, it was interesting. So loads of uh, huh. limitations back then.
0: So you were already, uh... yeah, but you were already coding in sprints then you only had a few yeah, weeks. yeah exactly exactly yeah <laughs> yeah uh, all right well so you started started making websites started kind of learning obviously when the internet was just starting right back in the 1900s um yep. not not a ton of like like designs now are no one could have conceived back in the 90s um are you sure as you've like you sure developed about that and, I'm I'm sure someone was like had this, they had like VR already on their minds and stuff. But But have you noticed any difference in like how we approach websites here at Lean Labs and just like, you know, looking at growth marketing, building out buyer journeys and using that in the website design stuff? Have you noticed any difference from that compared to what you've done in the past?
1: Yeah. I mean, websites, if you think about those things, which have been around for like almost like 30 years now or even more, Um, they've changed massively over time. And when I started, it was a lot of trial and error, trying to get uh, things into a format that's accessible by someone. And then you had that whole Macromedia Flash era where everything was dynamic, loads of animation, loads of video. So you, you tried to do your best to get all those things in. Then 2007 um, happened, mobile phones, iPhones, all that, and websites slowly started becoming more simple um, because you had to, like, it wasn't only desktop anymore. You had iPads, you had phones, and everyone was trying to right. well, make their website accessible. So when going back to your question, um, I started working with Kevin and Lin Labs in 2014, and um there, there was definitely a big shift in how lean labs approaches websites to how it was how i was looking at websites uh, prior to that that time basically um that that's when i heard about the term inbound marketing, and uh, also that—that's when I heard about HubSpot, and who I did not really like it to, to begin with. But we'll get to that later. Um, so for me, the biggest difference was ultimately a website. Wh- what a website is trying to accomplish instead of having uh, a website that um, only focuses on on um, having a sign up or a contact us button um, as as a last step in the buyer journey. Most content was positioned toward an offer or something that is downloadable. So something that um, yeah provides value upfront. So it's it's not just all right. Here's our website. Hopefully you like it. Hopefully you understand what we're doing, and hopefully you're gonna get in touch. Um, Lean Labs' approach was more in creating value upfront and providing an offer and content and things that I don't. Would uh would kind of convince you that you you're in, in the right place. So that was that was pretty much yeah. the, the change in how we approached websites. And also that that was the time when A B testing um became more accessible and uh, you could do A B testing with HubSpot. Um and we we started playing a lot with those things, and what happens if you if you change this color or if you change that that uh part of copy. So yeah definitely yeah a big shift, right and so you
0: mentioned a and b testing um let's talk some of the elements that are essential for a high conversion website right what what are some of those things you're testing? what are you looking for when you're designing a new website
1: I mean at the most basic level, a website needs to have a clear navigation and an obvious next uh, next step or call to action or how you want to call it mm-hmm. and a way for you to track uh, or measure conversion. That That's pretty much it, right? Um, everything else is a good copy, a good buyer journey, a good story, uh, and good images. And, uh, yeah, make sure it's uh, it's got the right um, information architecture. Um and yeah, it's it's clear for for people to understand what's happening.
0: Yeah, I like comparing. So, hot take: I don't know that design is the most important element for a site. Right? I think messaging is pretty critical. But the example I like going back to: you remember those like sales letter websites? Like there was literally just text. It was a lot of times it was like centered on the screen, and it was just a story to get you to buy something. But yep it got like a story sucked you in and then they would start adding like little pictures and stuff to be like oh see like i, I had no money and then i did this and now i have money and like but the, yeah, the story feel... was enough to hook you and it's like yep yeah. oh, go ahead
1: now i was about to say that i feel that's that's something that uh jason Fried, what was uh be- became very popular for like just having a blank piece of paper and writing his heart out like he, he he could sell you everything but he had a different different format yeah. so it wasn't relying a lot on design he was he was relying a lot of, of on, on story and uh well storytelling uh, more or less
0: right um but yeah once you can now like nail that story and then use the design to build that up like foster a better storytelling experience it's like that's what i think differentiates those like high-end sites versus everybody else yeah Um, but uh i mean but that's that's my hot take um what what do you think are some other misconceptions about uh just like designing a website for ad conversions
1: Mm. i think for me one of the biggest misconceptions about designing a website for high conversion is, is content, really. Um, to any o- anyone outside our industry, a website is either providing some kind of user experience, as you, as you said, or is simple, or can look great, or is just basic, right? So that's how someone outside the industry perceives a website. Um, and also, if, if you think about the design process, when you're just starting out as a website designer and you spend all your time trying to figure out how things are done, um, it, it's very easy not to think about content. A few years later, you realize that um, what, if you can do something, that doesn't necessarily mean that you also should, right? And uh, yeah, you can you can see so many talented designers on Dribbble or Behance or that, that just use dummy or mostly random content in their design. Um, so yeah, I think a website mm-hmm. or one of the the most important part of the website is uh, is content, and creating a design that efficiently um delivers the message. like that's that's the right. goal of a designer. If if you think about websites, those are effectively images and text and some patterns. So your role as a designer, as as you get more senior and yeah, you you already know the different things and different styles. And so your role is to efficiently deliver the message. That's that's pretty much it. If you can do that, you you're a great designer.
0: Yeah, I like that uh that way of framing it to deliver the message. Um, So I guess using that as your, as like the definition of like a great designer, right? Someone who can properly deliver this message or effectively deliver it. Uh, What are some design mistakes that you've seen that negatively uh, impact that?
1: Yep. Um. Well, there are a number of design mistakes that can uh, negatively impact website performance or conversion. One of the most important aspects of website design is, uh, in my opinion, navigation. If your website has a confusing navigation, users are likely to live without converting. Um, they, they just go to the next website, right? So as a, as a designer, I make sure yeah. to create a clear and intuitive navigation system that allows users to easily find what they're looking for—that's that's number one. Um, another crucial design element—we we touched on this before, but um, I just want to emphasize on a clear next step, like the call to action. What are we? What do we want the user mm-hmm. to do on our website? Like zoom out. Don't think about colors. Don't think about images. Think about the strategy and the user journey. What happens? They arrived on the homepage. Okay, from here on, what do you want them to do? In an ideal case, obviously, you cannot right. create a um, funnel or, or something that works for everyone, but you, you definitely need to zoom out and see what is the best version that you can create, right? Also, mm-hmm. with uh, another yeah, thing now, now that we're talking about uh, mistakes that can be avoided is uh, not paying enough attention to mobile depending on your target audience and also your industry, you can decide how important mobile is because you 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 already track all those things in Google Analytics or HubSpot or whatnot, and you can see how many people are using mobile devices. Obviously, that changes from industry to industry. I'm not saying that you should design mainly for, for mobile. I don't know if you're... You you get the point, right? Uh, That that changes. Yeah. But depending on how important mobile is, you can, like you have two options. You can optimize for mobile where you just stack things on top of each other so that everything that's available on desktop is also available on mobile and all the content is there, right? That's option one and is also the most uh, commonly used. But you can also think about how much time users spend on a mobile. Because most of the time, people want to get to that information faster. So you don't have that much time Mm -hmm. as you do when you're sitting down, when you're at your desk. And you, you can think about, okay, in my buyer journey, what are the steps that are crucial for the user to understand what this thing is about? and for them to convert if they are on a mobile so instead of stacking all the content that you've got like all those three columns like one on top of of the other you can think of all right do i really need this for mobile if not let's just have it like as a as a scrollable section who has more time can can go right. through these things but who wants to get to the information faster Let's provide like what's the minimum viable, lovable website structure that we can uh we can have. Yeah, those three things I, I think yeah, are, I like that. are crucial to to a good website and those are the mistakes I, I kind of see um most of the time. Yeah, you you, you have um for layout and uh you know, the use of white space, the the, the use of typography and making sure that you, you've got uh, legible headings and uh, good, good paragraphs and you leave enough room between things. And yeah, but th- those are kind of obvious um, these days. Right. Yeah.
0: I like the, the idea of looking at the user story and just knowing like, OK, if someone is on their phone, they are they're not doing like deliberate research, right? They're looking for something a little quicker, right? Otherwise they would be on yeah. their computer. And so also thinking so- about how they're that- going to be interacting with the site.
1: Exactly, yeah. Also something that ties in more to the role of marketers is you need to create, like your, your information hierarchy or architecture needs to convey all mm-hmm. the information it requires uh, the user to make a decision purely by reading the headings like all head right the definition of a heading is to provide a summary of what the section below is about to say. so by reading the h one h twos h threes on a website because I don't have time right I've got like thirty seconds or even less to figure out if this thing um if i want to spend more time on it or not so a website should be skimmable that's the most important thing or one of the most important things only by reading right. the the headings you should have a clear understanding of what the website does and if it's a good fit for you and if you that that's the point where when you switch between skimming which is like i've got this website and i know that there are 10 other links on Google or whatever search engine I'm using, below this that I I will I, I can't wait to click on. So first I'm skimming. If you've yeah. captured my attention and I think that okay you've got my attention and I'm willing to invest more than two minutes into understanding what your product is about, what the website is about, then you switch into that content slash reading mode. But that that's how um how important hierarchy is
0: yeah, good advice um, all right, let's switch paths a bit here um, let's give some advice to other designers what if if we wanted a designer to stay up to date on the, the newest trends and the best practices for a high conversion website, what advice would you give them
1: um Try to understand a bit in my opinion, there needs to be some good amount of overlap between all members that contribute to a website. like a website is something that can be incredibly simple, like two people can put it together, a designer and and a developer. Or a designer that's also a developer, so that that's like your MVP version. But if you think about more complex websites, you've got a marketer involved. Maybe you've got someone else doing wireframing. You've got a designer involved. You've got a developer involved. You've got a um, you. You could also have a UX person involved. You you have someone who's qcing the website afterwards. So there are a mm-hmm. bunch of people who work in isolation most of the time and in my opinion there needs to be a good amount of overlap for example in between marketer and designer so that the designer kind of understands 20% of what the marketer is capable of doing and the other way around then between design and developer because yeah. you cannot design something that's very difficult to build or very complex or i know you could be including something that you believe is just very very easy to add but could add weeks of implementation time if you're not careful so i think as a designer you need to have a good understanding of all those components like what the marketer is providing what the developer is providing and who comes first who comes uh, after you and, and so on so you need to be a general generalist in in many ways but obviously no, no design as well. So,
0: um, all right. Now let's switch to uh, to marketers, right? As you just said, you need to be able to understand marketing and, and some, some development in order to be able to know what everybody's capable of. So you can actually build something worth building. Um, how should marketers approach working with designers in order to get just a great looking website?
1: Be less marketing geek. <laughs> <laughs> to begin with, um, <laughs> no. Okay, no jokes aside. I mean, a great website requires, as I said, a lot of orchestration, and there needs to be a bit of uh, yeah that that knowledge overlaps. So, if uh, if the, the marketer is aware of what the designer needs, and if you've got all the content beforehand, so that the designer expects good content, you previously design was very aesthetic driven like it was purely aesthetic it was make something beautiful now it's if you think especially if you think about uh, high conversion websites design is more practical and functional you cannot design something with dummy content lorem ipsum and all that and that's That's also something, like if you look at Dribbble and uh, Behance, there are so many designers using dummy content. So yeah, I think you need to start with good content. And yeah, there needs to be that overlap between design and marketer because a designer can help a marketer structure their content in a way that they couldn't think of. Because the designer has all that background experience on um, content hierarchy and information architecture and uh, mobile and yeah. so ideally you would collaborate with um, the marketer in building the right content does, does that sound good? Mm-hmm. yeah awesome okay
0: I think that wraps it up uh, for today thank you Chris for joining me to talk some website design uh, I think there's lot of good nuggets from this episode. Hopefully everybody would agree with that. Um, For everyone listening, thank you. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you never miss an episode. And until next time, this has been Growth. Want to grow your business? Trying to find the right path to do it? Well, we've got the answers. Go to StopScaling.com. Yes, you heard right. Go to StopScaling.com where we'll show you the exact way to grow your business this year.